Thanks for choosing a 3CR podcast. Throughout June 2022, we're running our annual Radiothon when we ask you, the listener, to make a donation so that we can continue to make great radio. Your donation will help keep us community-owned and community-controlled. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. And with that done, please enjoy your podcast. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 150th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for 25 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about the result of the Australian election and we're, we're ecstatic. Mm. You know, who would have thought the two-party dominance seemingly ended with mm-hmm. lots of independents and the Greens getting more seats? Yeah, well, we said we needed to crack open the two-party system a few weeks ago, didn't we, Jacques? Mm -hmm. And that has certainly happened. The election result is a massive challenge to the stranglehold on our politics of the two main parties, or should I say three, Labor, of course, who won, and the coalition of the Liberals and Nationals, which is really two parties, who lost despite banding together all these years. Mm -hmm. And then on the 26th of May, um, with only one more of the 151 seats in the House of Reps to be called, we have an amazing 10 independents rising from local grassroots campaigns and most campaigning to do something about climate change at last. And as well as about government corruption and equity for women. That's right. And, of course, the Greens increased their seats to three in the House of Reps and set to have 12 in the Senate. So for the Senate, that's 12 out of the 76 seats in the Senate. So at last, while we're on the brink of disaster, we might be able to really do something to avert catastrophic global warming. It's a great day for local democracy too, with diverse representatives in Parliament, pledging to really, genuinely represent their local communities. And we're also ecstatic to declare that Rupert and Lachlan Lachlan Murdoch lost the Australian federal (laughs) election last Saturday, and quite badly, really. That's right. The old kingmaker Murdoch seems to have lost his own crown. Thank goodness. It's about time. We know that past leaders have been terrified of not keeping in favour with Rupert Murdoch for fear of being decimated in his tabloids. He's been a pox on our media and a pox on our democracy, pushing his pro-capital, pro-wealthy ideology and and seriously creating a drag on climate policy for years, even despite his recent turnabout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's pretty much been able to call a meeting with Australian political leaders at will. Just ask ex-Prime Minister Rudd, who suffered when not kowtowing to Murdoch. Yeah. 
perhaps next time they can tell him to wait for an appointment or just get stuffed. (laughs) That's right, Shark. Mm. So I must say the ABC's Media Watch did a great audit Mm. of the Murdoch Press coverage leading up to the election, which was um, the Murdoch Press was blatantly barracking for the coalition and Morrison and feeling so confident in themselves, their impunity, that they didn't even have to, they don't even have to hide it. Mm-hmm. So how great that the Australian people didn't listen. Media Watch audited the front pages of the Murdoch tabloids, uh, the Courier Mail, the Herald Sun and the Daily Telegraph. Um, for Labor, there were 27 negative front pages and only one positive. In contrast, for the coalition, there were 11 positive front pages and only one negative. Mm. Yeah, 27 negative front pages for Labour compared to one negative for the coalition. So it's (laughs) sort of, you know, when you just think about it. And then also the the, the kind of pictures which went with it, they were so blatant, absolutely blatant. Yeah, and and like I say, feeling impunity that they don't Mm. even need to hide their bias. That's right. Yeah, and the negative headings, Jacques, for Labor, they made, of course, much of Albanese's mental blanks, his famous mental blanks, which, of course, we all have and a lot of us sympathised with, Mm -hmm. and his fumbles with headings like, Amateur elbow. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, no, elbow fails again. They were actually headlines. Um, But in the end, a lot of Australians forgave his stumbles and preferred them to Morrison's slick and transparent media lines and stunts. And that's despite a lot of journalists in general wanting to ramp up these stumbles, stumbles, trying to confect gotcha moments, as they're called, rather than ask anything meaningful that we as the voters care about. Yeah, as the journalist pack animals pursued Albo, screaming, shouting, pushing and shoving, they really, really, if you think about it, mirrored the way in which Australian parliaments appear to operate as a matter of habit. Yeah. It's graceful, really, if you think about it. It did not really show how much the Murdoch and Nine Entertainment corporations run the campaign for the coalition. So many examples. Mm. How Albo has been treated after his lapses, how real issues are not being dealt with. For example, inequality, warmongering, and they generally stay within the limits of what the maintenance of our capitalist political economic system requires. Which is for probably example, the point, As Oxfam's recent report suggests, during the two and a half years of COVID, 570 more billionaires and 250 million additional people in extreme poverty. Mm. The the report just came out. Mm. So besides the Murdoch press losing this election, of course, there was another big loser. That was Clive Palmer, the other (laughs) who financed the party all by himself, the United Australia Party to offer an option for those who found the Murdoch coalition too tolerant and too reasonable. Mm -hmm. All things. Happily, he got no seats, despite the millions spent, but it remains a clear confirmation yet again that capitalism and democracy are really incompatible. Mm. Anyway, it's probably time to go for a bit of a music break. We have some celebratory music for today. Joseph Cabasele, 
Congolese singer who celebrated uh, independence, the Congolese independence, about 62 years ago mm -hmm. with independence cha-cha-cha. Radiothon fundraiser launches in June. We need your financial support to be independent, community controlled and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station strong and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2022. 3CR, keep community strong. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 855am on your dial. 
3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're enjoying some positive reflections on the recent Australian election. Yeah, remember Jacques all the dire warnings before the election about minority governments mm-hmm. uh, that that we that if we didn't all vote for the main parties and maintain the status quo, uh, we'd see the sky fall on our heads. It would be the end of the world, of course. The sky mm. hasn't fallen on our heads. Actually, it looks like Labor will just scrape through with the required 76 seats um, for a majority in the House of Reps. Um, but there will still be great bargaining power coming from the crossbench from all those independents and Greens in both houses. Yeah. Yeah. And it's well, probably better even. I guess. Yeah, it's probably even better that uh, the Labour doesn't get the majority because then they need to actually deliberate yeah. with the crossbench. But as I say, Jacques, I guess I'm trying to say that would mm-hmm. be the ideal, I think, and a lot I of people figure. are thinking that, but it looks like they are going to get the 76 yeah. seats. But Who knows? like that, there'll still be a lot more power coming from the crossbench, yeah, especially right. in the Senate. Yeah, you know, but still remember a few weeks ago we talked about the silly but dramatic calls that a hung parliament would cause all manner of disaster and turmoil. The country would become ungovernable. Yeah, and and really as if it had been governed, okay, these past few years anyway. Exactly. So we do have lots of reason to doubt as we, you know, about this governing uh, as we have so often talked about in our Think Again programs. And now quite suddenly, after all these years, things like checking on corruption, doing the right things to keep our planet healthy and livable, thoughts and, you know, thought, thinking and creating and maintaining uh, social, gender and ecological justice, they are invited in. And even inequality can now be mentioned without being attacked by the enemies of individual freedom. Or being, or being attacked as enemies. As, as enemies of the, which is what you usually got when you wanted to talk about inequality, the necessity of equality. Mm-hmm. But there are important lessons to be learned about our political and economic system in the aftermath, especially also from the reactions to the rather momentous and quite unexpected tectonic shifts we have witnessed and goodness me helped create. And as we have only less than half an hour, we can just name some of them and then come back to them in coming weeks. Yeah. Well, there's been a challenge to, I guess, the stubborn right versus left pseudo-debates, the simplistic pseudo-debates. That's right. They are too often used to just pigeonhole an argument and the one who made the argument and not really have that argument. Yeah. It has moved to really, I think, another understanding of right, and that is right being opposed to wrong or unjust rather than be opposed to <laughs> left, wherever left is. Yeah. And we already mentioned the emergence of a substantial group of independents, which is a great yeah. thing. Yeah, referred to as teal, which is mm-hmm. a colour that doesn't really know what it wants to be, whether it wants to be cyan or green or blue or anything in between. It certainly filled the void of the middle space between what was referred to as left and right. The infamous centre in Australian politics, which and it filled it with real political content, ecology, women, transparency and accountability. Yeah. And we can at last do something about the corrupting influence of wealth 
and money on our politics in looking yeah, at corruption. Yeah, that's right. That's how it looks. But how outright stupid the use of the right-left meme has become has certainly shown by the reactions of the losers, the liberals claiming shades of being right for themselves. Mm, what, what do you mean by that, Shah? Well, I mean that the liberal national political and jun- journalist commentators, they were suggesting that the right lost because the liberals had moved too much to the left. Mm, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so well, that, that's really crazy. So they think the liberals lost because they committed to things like zero carbon emissions by right. 2050, um, gave too much financial support during COVID, um, mm-hmm. was trying to put together the reasoning and allowed people to socially isolate against their supposed right to go out and freely infect other people <laughs> before the vaccines were available. So, mm-hmm. so if that's their analysis, how incredible and how out of touch. And if they're the sorts of people advising uh, yeah, the Liberal yeah. Party, no wonder they lost that's right. And in their post-mortems, they are actually suggesting that the road to next electoral success is to move more to the right. <laughs> and I would have thought everyone in their dog knows that the Liberals' problem is that they've been shedding their socially socially progressive MPs since John Howard was PM mm-hmm. a right. few decades ago, uh, with this trend, of course, accelerated under Scott Morrison. And, of course, they have the drag to the right by the National Coalition partners who are digging up and exporting coal. That's right. And these commentators are suggesting that the so-called moderate left in their parties, the the coalition parties, that it was beaten by the teals. Mm. How does that rhyme with the fact that the seats of three previous Liberal Prime Ministers, as well as a Labour Prime Minister, Rudd, that those four seats were lost to the deals. Mm. Obviously, voters were more interested to vote those who openly raised issues rather than filtering their messages along the usual party political line. Yeah, along, Jacques, the old lines of right versus left, yeah? That's right, yeah. And in several of the post-mortems by the coalition losers, the blame to be laid was clear. It was the, quote, (laughs) <laughs> professional and educated women who did the damage, which is a rather ex- interesting exercise in using the gender and class intersection mm. to deflect attention from the parties and the media's own blatant shortcomings and miscalculations. Yeah, well, it's a, how interesting to blame professional mm. women and the prof- and implicitly the professionalization of women. You know, the right. moving out of the ho- household. Uh, There was a great letter in The Age on Wednesday about this. It goes like this. Can someone explain why the newly elected teal female members are described as professional women? Do we describe any man who wins a seat as a professional man? (laughs) Unquote, which is a great question. (laughs) Exactly. They're implicitly blaming privileged professional and educated women who don't seem to know where their proper political place is. Or their proper place at all, Jacques, I would say. That's right. Forgetting that lots and lots of grassroots women, they have fought and campaigned for years, forever really, to have their voices and interests noticed. As Annabelle Crabb suggests in a great article at the ABC, uh, she she titles it The Lost Women. Mm -hmm. Now, quote, 
Scott Morrison, who received God knows how many final warnings from Australian women over the past year, but chose every time to continue bulldozing happily along, seems to have achieved something, something novel, having unmistakably on Saturday night received a John Deere letter. John Deere is the, the, the brand of bulldozers, which mm -hmm. we see on our streets all the time. Morrison's bulldozing ways are central to this upheaval in the political landscape and to the damage done to the Liberal Party, unquote. Mm. So, yeah, Aboriginal commentator um, <laughs> Evelyn Araluen says something about too, that too, and, and she's ironically direct in her reaction. So to quote her, if you lose your seats to a bunch of rich lady hippies in teal, the logical conclusion is to push the party towards fascism. It's the only <laughs> way forward. <laughs> Unquote. And by the way, wouldn't there also be some professional educate? educated men who have contributed to the yeah. liberal disaster. Disaster being in inverted commas. That's right. Think of Sam Lynn in West Australia, arriving in Australia in 2002, elected for Labour in this election. He is a dolphin trainer mm -hmm. and commands 10 languages. Amazing. Did Sam Lynn, together with a few green extremists and those swinging back to labor not also play a role in the demise of the ecological vandals the born to rule rorters and the lovers of gender inequity mm. <laughs> yes morrison's misogyny certainly shone through despite all his misguided marketing efforts even as he made his fa uh, farewell speech to the faithful he profusely thanked all the strong men who had supported him the tradies the veterans and army people the police who keep us safe but somehow he forgot the nurses the teachers the child care workers and the age care workers it must, been really, must have been really hard for him to accept that all the various dress-ups he performed before and during the election campaign didn't hide the fact that the bulldozing emperor was actually naked. Mm, and well, Shark, that's brought up quite an ugly image, <laughs> so I think we should go to a promo to blank that from our minds. Uh -huh. <laughs> Online and in cinema. Melbourne Documentary Film Festival will be running online from the 1st to the 31st of July and at Cinema Nova from the 21st to the 31st of July. Canvassing the world's best docos from South by Southwest, Tribeca and Hot Docs, as well as the best Australian content. Check out the lineup and book today at mdff.org.au or cinemanova.com.au. The Melbourne Documentary Film Festival is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again on 3CR Radical Radio, 855am on your dial and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're mulling over the federal election and seizing the opportunity for some enjoyable reflection on the results. Not least that we are, at last, free of Scott Morrison and all that he stands for or stood for. Mm -hmm. Miriam Webster, by the way, informs us that the first known use of the term Scott-free occurred in 1528, mm. and it meant 
quote, completely free from obligation, harm or penalty, unquote. And now we being sort of scot-free, it's imperative that we get an anti-corruption body that doesn't let Scott get off scot-free. He'll get it from his own party where the reckoning has already started. And our hope for, the, for an ICAC may still lead to some belated justice, an ICAC with retrospective powers to investigate past corruption, rorting, port barreling, lying, and inadequate duty of care by ministers. Yeah, wouldn't that be a great thing? Mm. And so we're coming close to the end of our program. We should finish with a recap of the positives. And what a joy it is to be able to do that. There's the renewed proof that localism can lead to political success, as seen by the success of the independents and the Greens. That's right. And in Albo's post-election statement, we heard the promise that the Uluru statement will be a guide to a process leading to constitutional recognition and, who knows, a treaty with Aboriginal peoples in this country and a process of truth-seeking and truth-speaking. And we can have real movement on climate change, of course, and a reshaping of our political landscape with more diversity in decision-making, including Aboriginal women and women from Chinese, Sri Lankan and Vietnamese heritage, as we see in the independents that have been voted in and also members of the parties. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more diverse representation. and They're looking much more like the community than the usual mm-hmm. old privileged white men. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so while the Teals are seen as uh, not uh, so much economically progressive and socially progressive, which some people would point out, um, their push to have something done about corruption really does aim fire at the improper use of wealth and wealth accumulation to influence and distort the political process. And that is a good thing. And and I would suggest also there's a little bit of, you can see a bit of the blurring of left and right mm-hmm. in that too that you referred to, Sharp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also have uh, uh, a reset in our individual and collective minds about what is possible in mainstream politics. We can see that a community can get together and get someone into parliament who really represents their interests and, and their hopes and dreams and the well-being of future generations even. So there'll be more of that for sure with this inspiration and this example. And for those who don't have access to for um, communities uh, who don't have access to Climate 200 financial backing, to help get independence in Parliament. Remember, there's always crowdfunding, as the Teals all have very successfully done as well, I believe. Mm. So there's crowdfunding. Mm. Well, change happens in a variety of ways and on multiple fronts. Sometimes there is a jump in what becomes possible as a sudden shift, a breakthrough. And that's certainly what happened with these election results, even if the changes are not totally corresponding with one's own wishes. Yeah, that's right. Cracks have appeared in the status quo in a lot of different places and we have reason to feel, I believe, more hopeful that many of us than many of us had dared. So I think we should savour this moment in time, even while our fight for a better world inevitably goes on. Yes, and let the light come in 
through the cracks which have been created. Exactly. Remember, we are in National Reconciliation Week, which is a time for all Australians to learn about our shared histories, cultures and achievements, and also to explore how each of us can contribute to achieving reconciliation in Australia. Reconciliation Week runs from the 27th of May to the 3rd of June. To see how you can join in, just put National Reconciliation Week 2022 in your search engine. If you don't use the internet, just contact your local council and they should be able to tell you about activities in your local area. Mm. So thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to comment on today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Our past programs are available on podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. And thanks so much to Clive Bourne for recording technical production and music selection. Clive has been doing this for us since March 2020, except for a six-week stint in mid-2021 when we broadcast live and another live program just a couple of weeks ago. So this is the last program he is putting together for us. And next Mm -hmm. week, Jen and I will be back in the studio. But Mm -hmm. Clive has agreed to put together a fundraiser program for us in June, which is great. So it is... Twasakidila to talk a bit of Congolese Chiluba after the song, rather than goodbye. But we did want to thank them profusely for sharing his skills and talents so generously with us and with 3CR, and also for his thoughtful reflections on many current issues and happenings while off air. Mm, that's right. It's been a wonderful collaboration and we've really enjoyed Clive being part of our team, our Think Again team. So please stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to our brothers and sisters in prison. To bring us into this program, we have Milkumana by Ken Stingray. Oh, daddy, yeah, 